live look outside. Ooh, it is bright, but it is burr, blustery. <laughs> a brutal wind that will relax as we head throughout the day. Wind advisory is allowed to expire in a few hours, and then we trade that for winter weather advisory. Snow on the way for tonight. Yes, we'll get to that. Welcome. Eyewitness News mornings at 10. Good to be with you guys. Good to be hanging out. Happy Friday. Um, we do have a lot to get to, including a big day in court in connection with that Times Square attack on NYPD officers last month. Um, and winter break is upon us. For those planning that tropical getaway, there have been a bunch of those travel advisories that we've been seeing. They were added recently for some of the most popular vacation spots. Nina Pineda is hoping to put your mind at ease. She's going to be speaking with a travel expert later about how you can ensure a safe and fun holiday. So many families headed out of town next week. And of course, we are inching closer and closer to the Oscars. Okay. Our own Sandy Kenyon stopping by to give us a sneak peek at that behind the scenes of the star studded annual Oscars luncheon that he goes to every year. And wait until you hear his stories. Just so fantastic. Oh, of course, Southern California weather, a little bit different. You know, when you look outside, you think, oh, it's a decent day out there. Right, there's some sun. Right. Yeah. Deceptive sunshine, is that what we call it? <laughs> yes. It's not just the cold air, it's also that gusty yeah. wind. It has been brutal with these gusts that in some cases have exceeded 30 miles per hour. When you have air temperature in the 30s and 30 plus mile per hour gusts, it's not a good recipe. Right now, 37 degrees and sunny across the tri-state area, generally mid to upper 30s. 38 in Somerville, same for Belmar, 36 in Poughkeepsie, 38 in Bridgeport, 36 in Sussex, but here's the wind. Look at Newburgh still seeing gusts at 40. Check out Poughkeepsie, a gust speed right now, 47 miles per hour and those gusts to about 50. They're the reason for the wind advisory that does expire as we move toward midday and that's when our attention will turn to the snow on the way. Wind chill 20s and 30s, so it is feeling much colder than it actually is. And even as our highs climb into the low 40s today, it feels close to the freezing mark for the majority of the day due to that gusty wind. Looks like the wind advisory has actually been allowed to expire early. It was set to expire at noon but it looks like it's no longer in effect. What is going into effect tonight, that winter weather advisory because of the snow on the way. So bright, sunny right now, but you see that uh, area of snow kind of moving through the Midwest right now, Chicago. That's the next system that arrives to us overnight into tomorrow morning. So today, bright but blustery. Our wind speed weakens as we head into the second half of your Friday. After midnight tonight, the snow slides in. This continues through about daybreak tomorrow. We're talking a few inches of accumulation with a few flurries sticking around for your Saturday afternoon. Here's a look at that snow map. So from New York City, South. That's the best chance for one to three inches. Some locally, uh, some local areas up to about four. We'll talk more about the timing and what it leaves behind for the weekend coming up. All right, Danny, thank okay. you. We are following some breaking news that is sending shockwaves around the world this morning. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has died in prison, according to Russian authorities. The country's prison service says that he felt unwell after a walk on Friday and almost immediately lost consciousness. Navalny was an outspoken Kremlin critic who orchestrated some of the largest anti-government protests seen in recent years. He made global headlines when he was poisoned with a nerve agent in 2020. After being treated in Europe, Navalny insisted on returning to Russia, where he was arrested and sentenced to years in prison. This is video of his final court appearance, which was just yesterday. Navalny's death comes after he recently disappeared for weeks until finally resurfacing at a prison camp near the Arctic Circle. Representatives are still working to confirm reports of his death. As for the cause, Secretary of State Antony Blinken didn't mince words this morning, saying, quote, Russia is responsible for this. He was 47. 
Some other top stories we're following this morning. A verdict is expected today in Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial, adding to a consequential week for the former president's legal calendar. Trump could be hit with millions of dollars in penalties and other sanctions in this decision by a judge who has already ruled that the former president inflated his wealth on financial statements that were given to banks, insurers and others to make more favorable deals for himself and to secure loans for his company. A full report on all the legal issues coming up at 1030. A disturbing update in the case of a woman found dead inside a hotel room in Soho last week. Police have released this picture of a man they say left the Soho 54. You see him here wearing the victim's leggings. Authorities found the 38-year-old woman dead under a blanket and next to a bloody iron. Her death was ruled a homicide. Investigators believe the man wore her leggings because his own jeans were bloody. Happening today, five of the suspects in last month's attack on two NYPD officers in Times Square are due in court. This is a high-profile case with so many moving parts. Reagan Meji is live in Lower Manhattan with more on the charges they face. Reagan. That's right. The five of the eight that are looked at for that assault in, New in Times Square against the NYPD, they are expected in court to be arraigned later today. Now, what we do know are here are some of the five. Let's take a look at them right now. They are Wilson Juarez and Kevin Servita Orocha. Now, both who police believe hopped on a bus and went to the California-Mexico border after the attack were actually located in the Bronx earlier this week. Police identified the pair as members of the Venezuelan gang. Yorman Reveron Darwin Gomez Izquiel, who earlier this week was also arrested and charged for stealing $600 worth of merchandise from Macy's in Queens. Now, he is being held without bail. And Yohenry Brito, police say he was actually the initial instigator of the attack. He was the only one to have bail set at $15,000, which he posted. Police say these guys were among the group of eight that attacked two NYPD officers in Times Square on January 27th, punching and kicking the pair of officers an attack that was, caught, that was caught on video surveillance. Now, of the eight, three have already been arraigned. Now, two of them, 21-year-old Ulysses Borges, he was picked up at the Randall's Island Migrant Shelter earlier this week. He has bail for $100,000. And then we also have 17-year-old Yarwin Madras, and he also is held without bail. Now, we have another person, the eighth one. Now, he has been arrested, but those charges are pending. And again, and the five out of the eight individuals wanted for the brutal attack against the NYPD on January 27th in Times Square. They are expected to be in court today. It is unknown exactly what time. We're live here in Lower Manhattan. Reagan Meji, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. Yeah, so much to piece together there. Reagan, thank you. Some other news we're following this morning. Cops have arrested a 16-year-old girl for mugging a woman on the Upper East Side and stealing her cell phone. This is surveillance video of the attack police say from earlier this month. The victim approached by the girl and a man who is still on the run. A doorman came rushing to the victim's aid to stop the attack. This all unfolded at Madison and 75th Street. That teenager now charged with robbery. Police have released surveillance pictures of a man wanted in the slashing of a tourist at a subway station in Queens. The victim is a 29-year-old man from Brazil. 
He was at the Queens Plaza station in Long Island City yesterday when he was attacked from behind. A nurse happened to be at the station and rendered aid until an ambulance arrived. Today, a 16-year-old subway shooting suspect is expected to appear in court. U.S. Marshals arrested him at an apartment in the Bronx where he lives with his mom. Police say he was involved in the shooting that unfolded at the Mount Eden subway station on Monday. Now he's charged with murder and five counts of attempted murder. The man killed was an innocent bystander, a day laborer who worked to provide for his family still living back in Mexico. Another teenager just 14 years old is in custody as well, and one other suspect remains on the run. A vigil in Kansas City last night for the victims of that deadly shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. People gathered to honor the one person killed and nearly two dozen others wounded on Wednesday. Investigators say an argument may have led to the shooting. Two juveniles are currently in custody. A third juvenile was detained um, and was determined not to be involved and released from custody. Preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. So far, no charges have been announced. Meantime, Taylor Swift has given $100,000 to a GoFundMe page set up for this family of the woman who was killed, Lisa Lopez Galvin. Well, today is the third Friday in February, but let's talk about the first Monday in May. <laughs> that has a better ring to it, I like right? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Some might call it the Super Bowl of fashion, okay. the Met Gala. Ooh. I'm excited for the I Met like Gala the this set year. That up. Thank you. Yeah, stars are gonna strut their stuff on May 6th on the steps of the Met. Nice. Exciting, right? The Gala's co-chairs were announced and there's Zendaya, Zendaya? Zendaya. Okay. Zendaya. Jennifer mm -hmm. Lopez, Bad Bunny, and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I mean, that's, those are interesting cho choices. Um, yeah. And apparently it's going to be Hemsworth's first ever Met Gala. Yeah. But the other three, as you know, are seasoned pros. Um, and we've seen them show up at the gala in some pretty jaw-dropping fashions. You know, Zendaya never misses. J-Lo always brings it. Mm. I mean, like... Look at them. Mm. They're just fabulous. So the theme is always a big headline coming out of this huge event. And the exhibition being shown at the gala is called Sleeping Beauty's Reawakening Fashion. But the dress code this year is the Garden of Time. So we were talking about this in the newsroom. Yeah. How, break down, what is this, <laughs> the Garden of Time? How do we interpret this? Should we try to clear it up a little bit? Please. Okay, so the Sleeping Beauty's <laughs> part, it doesn't refer to the Disney film, rather to clothing and fashion in the Costume Institute's archives that is so fragile it actually can't be worn again. And okay. that's what's going to be on display inside the Met, okay. right? Okay, so the dress code, it's called the Garden of Time. It yes. refer refers to a short story with the same title that highlights essentially a dystopian paradise and the race against time to preserve it. Oh. I read the whole Vogue article because I was like, that's a lot of fancy words. What does it mean? <laughs> essentially, fleeting beauty. That's how you sum this up. And what does that mean for fashion? Well, there, here are some pictures of suggestions that Vogue had for the celebrities, oh. talking moody florals and fashion that incorporates mm. time. But we'll have to wait, of course, for the first Monday in May, May 6th, to be short. Last year, your wife was on the carpet for ABC. Do you know? She was, yeah. No, she she enjoys doing it. It's, she's yeah. done it a couple of times. You know what's so interesting is the behind-the-scenes story. So yeah. they were waiting for Rihanna, the singer, to come out because she was a huge star. And so they're waiting and waiting, and she finally got there, and she was amazing and gave so much time to Good yeah. Morning America and Rihanna so cool. and my wife and, and gave a great interview. But the story behind the story is always interesting. And I'm with you. Like, some of those fashion things, I'm like, I don't. it looks <laughs> good, but mean? I don't know what it means. I know. It'll be fun. 
fun to follow. Coming so up in fun. May. Yeah. Looking forward to May for the weather and for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. In the countdown to the Oscars and the stars were together this week for the annual nominees luncheon. You know who else always goes to this thing? Who? The one and only Sandy <laughs> Kenya. Of course. With all the behind the scenes stuff. And you ran into the most popular guest out of all of them, right? Yes, I'm standing there looking at the famous people and suddenly a dog passes <laughs> and I realize, hey, that's messy from the picture Anatomy of a Fall. By far the most popular guest there. Now, Variety, the trade magazine noted that perhaps the menu might not be to Messi's liking. That's because the menu in trendy Hollywood is vegan. Oh. But look at these table settings. Ooh, Isn't that elegant? That is, Just look at that. Wow. That's beautiful. That's where we sit. Now, Janet Yang, who is the president of the Academy, speaks and had a message for all the winners. Keep it short. Mm -hmm. Singling out Javier Bardem, who clocked in at just 37 seconds when he accepted for No Country for Old Men a few years back. He's a hero. And uh, the stars are sprinkled throughout the room. And uh, Ryan Gosling was the one, uh, the only one that's close enough to me. This is uh, Max telephoto setting on the iPhone. Nice. Apologize for the lack of quality, but we do the best. And he was working it. Uh, he really was posing for pictures. Very happy to be there lavender in a nod to Barbie of course now one of the interesting things is we hit what is known as yes officially the class photo Wow one thing you note is that uh, it takes a lot of people to make movies so uh, the famous people are sometimes hard to pick out there's mr. Gosling a great work by Tess on production there <laughs> but the uh, but the but the, the stars are are just sprinkled throughout mm -hmm. so it takes an army to put on the Oscars it took it takes an army to uh, make movies and this is the proof but the vibe in the room is upbeat it is good for us and good for you and very much happy. Uh, then it was on for me to uh, CEO Bill Kramer's office at the Academy. Broke a little news. Uh, Bill Kramer, of course, for many years, the head of the Brooklyn Academy of Music right here in the city. Now the major man at the Oscars. Mm. And um, Bill told me that uh, the red carpet is going to be red again at okay. the Oscars. Cool. Uh, it's, they're going back be. to a traditional <laughs> approach. That's the official word. It'll be some shade of red. Okay, okay. people are going to be really happy with that. Um, you know me, I, I love to talk about food. Can we talk about the food? How was that vegan menu? Uh, I don't think Messi would have liked it. <laughs> oh, okay. What is <laughs> but the, the truth is, people are so busy meeting and greeting. Yeah. Yeah. And I get to catch up with George Pinocchio, who is uh, my counterpart uh, on the red carpet, uh, is the name of his show at KABC in Los oh, Angeles. Oh, you guys. And uh, one of the cool things about Oscars that you don't hear about a lot is uh, the foreign broadcasters. Hmm. Some come, some are stationed already in, uh, in LA, and I was next to the representative from Spanish TV. So oh, that's always oh, that's good, cool. an extra perspective there yeah. on Oscar nominees day.
Got to thank Deborah O'Connell, who is our president oh, of yeah. Networks and News, yes. because yeah. I didn't go to the Oscar luncheon until she became my boss. What? True, true story. Yeah. Not a lot of people get to go yeah. of my kind oh, if you're not nominated. Well, any, any if anybody needs to be there, it's you. I was going to say, you, you deserve a, a huge seat at the table. And, and it's hard oh, yeah. to believe we're counting down. There's so much lead up to the Oscars, yeah. and we're just a couple of weeks away now. And then the, the story out of the lunch for me is everybody applauds, but some folks get more applause. Now, there's a lot of opinion whether that counts for anything, but you can assess enthusiasm. I think there's only one lock this year, and that is Robert Downey Jr., mm -hmm. almost unrecognizable in Oppenheimer, if you recall. It's very typical for people yeah. to look at that movie and not realize it's, it's him. It's so yeah. true. I finally saw it on the plane. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> to Vegas. the other day. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you do not know that that's him. We are you looking forward to it. The right. Oscars, which you can watch right here on Channel 7 in March. Sandy's always great. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks for being here, Sandy. Back now with some wild video. This is Fairleigh Dickinson's men's basketball team stuck in an elevator in Brooklyn last night at the Steinberg Wellness Center. They were there for a game against Long Island University. The players were going from the court to the locker room when 13 of them got stuck. The fire department helped them climb out of that stopped elevator. I mean, that's a tricky task, yeah. right? I mean, I'm look stressed. at that. The game delayed about 20 minutes, but perhaps it was good luck because FDU did come back to win the game in overtime, 84 to 82. You guys seem to be in good spirits. Yeah, so. no injuries there. Good. Well, there is a new queen in college basketball. Iowa's Caitlin Clark is now the NCAA women's all-time leading scorer. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? Clark knocked down the long three-pointer to break the record. She needed eight points coming into last night's game against Michigan to surpass Kelsey Plum, who has held that record since 2017. It took Clark just two minutes and 12 seconds to make history. And immediately after the game, the entertainment and sports world sending her congratulations. Take a listen. Caitlin. Caitlin. Hey, what's up, Caitlin? Yo, what's up, Caitlin? Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, CC. Hey, Caitlin. I love it. So you cool. see everybody from Tom Brady, Brittany Griner, Damian Lillard, to Eli and Peyton Manning congratulating the phenom. And by the way, after she broke the record, she was not done. No. Clark finished the game with a career-high 49 points to lead Iowa to uh, win. Thank you for putting me on to this this morning. She's so amazing. Cool. And our daughter, who is eight, our oldest daughter, Mila, plays basketball. She actually has a tryout for a, a team tomorrow. Oh, and Mila wow. went to sleep last night before the game finished. And she woke up this morning. She's like, Daddy, did they win? Oh, and I said, not so only did they win, cute. not only did she break the record, but she scored 49 <laughs> points. And she talked about how they could have even been better. And what was Love the that. great part about that game is following the game, uh, Caitlin Clark finished up. And she is greeted by her brother. They gave her the biggest hug and then her parents as well, which was, you know, as a dad, I'm just like, yes. oh, thinking about all those practices and all that time yeah. that she's putting in. And this is just the beginning for her, too. Oh, I know. Well, following in Kelsey Plum's footsteps, yep. she now has a so couple cool. WNBA championships, playing for the Aces. I thought it was cool that Caitlin Clark scored more points in the first quarter than all of Michigan. It's amazing. Caitlin Clark had 23 in the first quarter. Michigan had 22. <laughs> oh I mean, she's dominant. One person. She's uh, one person. It's so cool, right, Mike? Especially with the daughter that plays basketball and as a coach. It's Yeah, absolutely. And it makes her see it and say, you know what? 
this is possible. Yeah, no I doubt. Do it too. So cool. All right, yeah. let's get you. You know what that means? Let's talk about what's up this weekend. I'm excited about this one. Kids Week kicks off tomorrow at the Intrepid Museum. We were just talking about how cool the Intrepid is. Yes. Plenty of activities like NASA displays, live animal shows, and hands-on workshops. All Kids Week programming is free with museum admission. I like it even more now. The Brooklyn <laughs> Children's Museum is hosting a week-long celebration for Black History Month. Every day they're going to have workshops, dance performances, and storytelling. And Lunar New Year festivities continue. The Queen's Botanical Garden will host a year of the Dragon Celebration with a lion dance performance, Chinese calligraphy, and Tai Chi demonstrations. From one botanical garden to the next, the Orchid Show, Florals in Fashion, begins tomorrow at the New York Botanical Garden in the Bronx. Three up-and-coming designers created huge installations inspired by these beautiful flowers. The show open through April. Tomorrow is National Boston Terrier Day, and what better way to celebrate than meeting up with fellow oh Boston Terrier owners. Look at that picture. <laughs> at 1 o'clock in the afternoon at Washington Square Park, the dog run there, there will be pet portraits. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Right? And free treats as well. Too cute. Yeah. You can find links to all of these events and more on ABC7NY. Just head to our website to check them out. We hope you have a great weekend. We gave you a lot of options. Yeah. Lots of options. Let's so. see if I can stop squeaking long enough to do a forecast. <laughs> right. So.